You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib. Thomas Carinante is on his honeymoon. So I did my due diligence and I got you the guest that I'm sure you've all been clamoring for. Gabrielle Starr is back from that ball's out of here. Diehard Red Sox fan. And so obviously the Yankees are winning games, but with a roster that we're not sure exactly what's going on there and how long this could possibly last. Most nights, our souls are cleansed by whatever the Red Sox are doing. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question if you want to. Thomas will be back in due time, so please do drop him mentions at Tommy's Takes on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure that's exactly what he'd like to see during his honeymoon. More Yankee fans uh, complaining to him and complaining about his work. But in the meantime, we have Gabrielle Starr. Gabrielle, how you doing? Well, I'm a Red Sox fan, so I'm not doing well, um, but I'm sure you're enjoying the victory lap. I'm enjoying the temporary victory lap. I I don't know how long it's going to last. We're going to break it all down in a few seconds. What we foresee the playoff picture to be, what we've been thankful for lately, what's going on if the Yankees really do have a chance to finish off this comeback. It's only August 11th. Before we get into that, attention listeners, across the galaxy and Gabrielle you can laugh at me while I do this I don't mind all the (laughs) way from Australia to Houston do we have a pube problem if so our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0 kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0 that includes the aforementioned lawnmower 4.0 trimmer love it so much got to mention it twice the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer the crop preserver that's ball deodorant crop reviver toner performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system this lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology a 7000 rpm motor a new multifunction on off switch which can engage a travel lock and it's even waterproof there's also a 4000k led spotlight you could turn on and off whenever you need it even if you just want a little spotlight in your life if this intrigues you get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code 
fansided20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. <clears throat> okay, great. So that's done. Uh, Gabrielle, you're in the same place we were for April, May, June, July, where not only are losses happening, but every loss that happens is the worst loss of the season. Do you need tips? Do you need coping tips or, or are you good? Honestly, like I'm whatever, you know, part of me is like so outraged because they were so good for so much of the season and they have gone from being like, what, nine games ahead of you guys in first place to literally two games apart in the standings um, and being two and eight in their last 10. They've lost like 10 of their last 12 games. They're 10 and 14 since the all-star break. Part of me is like, okay, Gabrielle, this team wasn't even supposed to be that good this year. So this is just what you were kind of expecting going into the season. But the other part of me, which is the more kind of, I don't know, not idealistic, but whatever. The other part of me is like, well, yes, but they've shown us that they can be a better team. So it's legitimately ridiculous that they're playing this badly because they quite literally were playing completely polar opposite baseball until what, two weeks ago? In the last two weeks, they have gone from being at least three games ahead of the Rays in first place. They are now five games back from the Rays in second place. They are under 600. They were well over 600 for a solid portion of the season. And the only reason that they're this high up in the standings is because they had built up all of this kind of cushion for a while while the Rays and the Yankees and the Blue Jays were all struggling. Obviously, we're not going to talk about the Orioles. They're 30 games out of first. Not a big Their season's been over for like two months. But the other teams in the, in the division have all figured it out while the Red Sox have fallen apart. And I think the thing that's so confounding to me is that they are, by and large, healthy. They're just playing like absolute ass. And I'm saying that knowing like, People on Twitter will be like, oh, you're not a real Red Sox fan. Have you watched these games? This is literally what is happening on the field. They look pathetic. They don't look like themselves. They look like if the Monstars came down from Moron Mountain, took their powers, sent them to the hospital, except here in this story, they have to keep playing. That's like, it doesn't make any sense. You're seeing like Matt Barnes was an all-star. Like three weeks ago. Yeah, the All-Star game just happened. Literally a month ago. Just happened. He was American League reliever of the month in what, April or May? Got extended. Got extended. That, for me, I'm like, oh boy, is this like a Chris Davis with a C situation going on Mm -hmm. here where like the guy gets an $18 million extension for like two more years, all of a sudden completely falls apart. I'm not super panicking about Matt Barnes because he was overused during this weekend series. He's pitched like four times in the last five or six games. That's we never see Matt Barnes that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, you know, even that two and eight in their last 10, one of those games was a seven game, seven inning double header. They didn't even have to play nine innings like that. That to me, 
that doesn't even really count because like you didn't even win a nine inning baseball game. You won a little league baseball game. Like congratulations on your participation trophy for that one win. But I don't buy it because you. Oh, my God, I can't. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I'm sure Yankees fans will love this. I'm like, yeah. After after mm. months of Thomas and I claiming this podcast is for the haters because we'd come on every Monday and be like, well, the worst loss we've ever seen in the regular season <laughs> just took place on Sunday. Or like, wow, the Yankees took the first two on Friday and Saturday while you weren't listening to us. And then now here we are on Monday. They blew a six-run lead in the ninth with their closer on the mound or something. So we've been saying like, Sox fans, Rays fans, if you exist, Jays fans, like this is the podcast for you. We're having a terrible time. Please come by and listen. That is what this is. I mean, for the for the first time in a long time, Sox haters. I mean, this is the podcast they were they were they they're supposed to listen to this. So now enjoy it, guys. Enjoy, enjoy it. it for a little while. Revel in my in my misery, honestly. But you know, it's. I mean, look, I survived the 2020 Red Sox season. Mm-hmm. I survived the trade of Mookie Betts. I survived Dave Dombrowski not doing anything at the 2019 trade deadline. That's what this feels like to me. But it. No, well, I don't know. I, I think, I, okay, so everyone's been talking about this because obviously people are like, oh, well, Kyan Bloom killed their morale at the deadline because he didn't do anything. Like, first of all, he didn't not do anything. Yeah. You, for, you have to consider two things. First of all, he was, beca- he was brought here to lower the payroll, which the payroll is still like, you know, $200 million almost, like, this team is like not a cheap team. This is not the Rays. This is not the Pirates. Like he went and spent money. Like he signed Kike, Hunter Renfro. Like he he did stuff over the winter. He did a lot. He did more than I thought he was going to do. So there's that. But the other thing is like you have to consider the market. Look how much Barrios went for. Look how much like the Kyle Gibson trade package. Everyone's all like, oh, that's the one thing. I'm like, well, we could have used Kyle Gibson. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, no, we couldn't because look what they gave up. They only had to give up three pitching prospects because they traded for Gibson, Kennedy, and one of the top pitching prospects from the Rangers. And the Rangers sent them $4 million. If we had just wanted Kyle Gibson, we could have easily gotten Kyle Gibson. I mean, we only had to send one guy for Kyle Schwarber. It, bunch of Kyles. Um, Kyle, Kyle Fest. Yeah, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Fest 2021. But you know, I think people are like, oh, Chaim Bloom should have done this. Chaim, Chaim Bloom is never going to be Dave Dombrowski. He's never going to go and just be like, here are 85 prospects. Take everything we have to win right now, especially when that wasn't the plan from the beginning. I do think that when your team has as many stars as this team has and they're doing way better than expected, you should pivot your preseason plans and evolve them because otherwise you are just wasting the stars that you have. Like the general terror right now in Red Sox nation is that they won't keep Xander Bogarts, which to me Mm -hmm. would hurt more than Mookie Betts, but that's my personal feeling. But you know, they have Bogarts, they have Devers. They got, I mean, Kike has been incredible. Hunter Renfro has been incredible. They have JD for a limited amount of time. And he's like, what, 33 years old, 34 years old now. You're paying Nathan Avaldi. Chris Sale is coming back. You got Garrett Whitlock. You you have all of these pieces that you know do need some upgrading. If you see them in first place for basically the entire first half of the season, except for like a, literally a couple days, mm-hmm. 
why are you not changing your plans? Why are you deciding to just waste an entire season? That is the whole point of baseball. When things get going, you need to capitalize on them immediately. I don't care what your preseason plan is because this team until literally two weeks ago was defying quite literally all the odds. And I do agree. Like, you know, I'm sure that to an extent, the guys in the clubhouse are like, what the hell? Like, we've been working our asses off all year. We're in first place. We've been sweeping the Yankees. We've been beating the Rays. We've been, you know, we have been one of the best teams in baseball, you know, pre-August, basically. Like, I'm sure it's demoralizing. At the same time, they found ways to win all first half without needing these upgrades, without all of this. So part of me is like, yes, there's a huge mental component to the game that's definitely impacting them. The other part of me is like, dude, get it going. You're the same guys. If you yeah. if you could win without upgrades, then you can win without upgrades now. Like, what's what's the difference? The only difference is Chaim Bloom came from the Rays and doesn't understand yet where he is. Okay, cool. So he doesn't. Show him he's wrong. Yeah. Don't it's prove him right. <laughs> Don't prove him right now. Prove him wrong. It's the mojo change that just feels so weird to me. And I do oh, think Chris God. Sale is going to help you with that. Like, oh, I'm so excited. I, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not, look, I don't know if he's going to give you more than like five or six innings in, in these starts. He's going to want to. But I do think like having him back on the bump every five days and having him in the dugout being like a crazy person uh-huh. is not going to hurt the proceedings. But I do think you're right in that. So, you know, this Yankee team, we didn't know what they were at the deadline either. We knew that they needed. I mean, there were obvious upgrade points. The bullpen is running out of arms. Everyone in the bullpen is tired. They supplement the bullpen with some like, eh, I don't know, like Clay Holmes has been interesting so far. We like it. We enjoy it. Other than Clay Holmes, though, they ditched Luis Sessa and attached Justin Wilson, who's terrible, to get that done. And that cleared up payroll that they ultimately never used. So that's been kind of a bummer right now because they could use arms, if not to be effective, just to soak up innings. Because what they are doing is calling up Nick Nelson, who's one of the worst pitchers in in baseball history, and makes me think every time he takes the mound that I, too, could be a major leaguer because there's no threshold for failure. His stuff is, look, is Nick Nelson's stuff better than mine? Yes. I don't throw 97. But if (laughs) I blow up and can't find home plate and, like, and, like, throw a bunt into right field and do whatever Nick Nelson's been doing, and the next day my manager's, like, keep at it. They're like, we're going to send you down, but we're going to bring you right back up. Like the fact that you, you know, it makes me think that there's no rules. I could just be on the roster repeatedly, but did Cashman fortify the bullpen jury's out. I'm not sure, but he needed to find left-handed power. Got Anthony Rizzo pulled that off of the horn, got Joey Gallo. And so none of us were ready to say like, this team is like, this team is near perfect. Just supplement it with a couple of lefties. Nobody, nobody thought this Yankees team was perfect. But everybody knew if you're going to make moves, get lefty power. He got two, and he didn't really sacrifice much of anything to do it. The Red Sox had a more golden opportunity ahead of them, as far as I can tell. And so I think you're right that, look, High and Bloom had a plan, and we all know what the plan was, and this year sort of defied the plan, and that's great. But you can only, you know, it almost feels like he was what people are telling Red Sox fans to be. People are People are saying, like, you won four titles in, you know, under 20 years, like be satisfied, be happy, like build for the future. But in the moment, you know, you can't be satisfied. You want to, you can only, you can't look the world series in the face and go, no, thanks. I don't want it. Like, I do think you need to, like, I'm not saying blow up the farm 
and nobody's saying even the no. people advocating for trades aren't saying blow up the okay, farm. Well, some people some people are like well that's what they're here for i yeah, don't no, agree with that dumb. i also i mean i should clarify like i think i've said this to you before like it's not even about a world series for me it's about making the most of what you have and like capitalizing on what you have while you have it, because this game is so fleeting. I mean, we lost Dustin Pedroia in like a millisecond basically. Mm -hmm. And that was it. That was it. You know, David Ortiz has been retired for like almost five years now, which makes me quite literally want to roll over and die. Like this game is so fast. And so if you have these guys, like if you have Xander and Devers and JD and, and, you know, Evaldi and sale and, all of this and you know that sales coming back and you, you know, Evaldi has been fine, you know, a couple of scuffles here and there, but he's also had some incredible games, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez, the last two games, like he was apologizing last night. He's been the least of their problems over his last two starts. He had a 10 strikeout game last week. He had an eight strikeout game last night, you know, only two earned runs over both of those starts total. Like the, the, the guy's not even your problem. Why are you not at least trying to make this team better because who knows? I mean, nobody was like, Oh, the 2004 Red Sox are, you know, going to win the world series. Like they were pretty mediocre for like a solid portion of the season. And they shocked the world. And do they do that? If they don't pull off the Nomar trade at the deadline and make those upgrades, like, Nobody thought like, oh, you know, this is, I mean, obviously it was a different time back then too. Like there's no social media. There's none, there's not as much analytics. There's not as much of this like online kind of, you know, research and chatter and discussion about a team. But like, can you imagine how absolutely insane baseball Twitter would have gone if the Nomar trade had happened when Twitter existed? Like no one understood that at the time, except for the guys that were kind of envisioning maybe, you know, Orlando Cabrera and what was it like Doug Menkowicz maybe yeah, I don't even up. yeah like I don't even know but my point being like it's not even about a world series for me it's about when you have a team doing something special you want to do everything that you can to keep it going even if you don't win a world series out of it to have a team go from 2018 to being absolutely the worst in 2020 to then turning it around literally the next year where you could win the division after that. You could go to the postseason after that. You could play in the divisions, you know, in the division series. You could maybe even win the division series. I mean, look, <laughs> bold claims now, but three weeks ago. Absolutely. This is legitimate conversation. You're like, oh, you you don't want that? It doesn't have to be about winning a World Series. Think about how many incredible teams never won a World Series. How many, like, Ted Williams never won a World, won a World Series. Like, if it's all about that, then you're doing it wrong. It's about putting the best teams out there in the best position to succeed so that you get to watch the best possible baseball. And they're not doing that anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought it was all about Alex Cora, the vibe cultivator, and now the vibes are, are just wrong. We, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's assess what we actually think the playoff picture is going to look like as of right now. Timestamp. Stick around. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Rest chin on ground. Look into distance. Bark for no reason. Ah! Check front door. Check window. Check other window. 
Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball, lose shiny ball, find shiny ball, eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with any auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Welcome back to the Inks Go Yard podcast. So I, I am going to be the pessimist as always. I, I will not count the Red Sox out, of course, because you can't because they are in a playoff spot right now. So as much <laughs> fun as I've had watching them collapse, they're, they're in the wild card game at this moment. And if they were to say play, I, don't, I mean, if they were to play to the level they were playing at prior to the trade deadline, they'd probably be the number one wild card. They, they might not catch the Rays, but they might. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but if they never, you know, they never bounce back. They're not going to make the playoffs. The Yankees are weird. They're getting very lucky. They're winning games that are strange, which, you know, as we saw with the Red Sox in the first half, is sort of a product of how well the team is feeling itself. You know, gutting out that weird win on Monday where they blew saves in the 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th, something I don't think people even knew you could do. But they oh, no, did. I did. Yeah, We've done so, I mean, we knew. I mean, and also anyone who's a blown save enthusiast who, who assumes that your team's going to blow a save at all times, you know, I'm, you always know. The, the Phillies, if I had a dollar for every time I've written that the Phillies lead Major League Baseball with blown saves, I could buy the Phillies. Yeah, you could just yeah. go ahead and mm-hmm. pay Dave, to, pay your man Dave Dombrowski's salary. Um, oh my God, it would be so cool to be Dave Dombrowski's boss. That'd be hilarious. Like, oh my God. Imagine the stuff he pitches you that doesn't get done. He's like, I want to do this crazy thing. And you're like, oh, I, God, you can't I would something. love to be a fly on the wall after the 2018 season when he let Kelly and Kimbrel both walk. And the only person, literally the only person he added to that roster was Colton Brewer. I would love, love to see the decision making there of like, all right, so uh, we lost our closer. Yep. We lost mm-hmm. one of our hardest throwing bullpen arms. Yep. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? We're going to add this Colton Brewer kid. He is absolutely terrible. So that's it. We're done. Going to go win another 108 regular season games. Mm-hmm. How? No, no, no. That's yeah, trust it. Me. Trust Let's start me. the season. Like that's literally, I was like, this is exactly the same team plus Colton Brewer. And that's not a plus because he's terrible. He wasn't. Good. So. And yeah, mm-hmm. I do like the idea of being like Dave, Dave, is he, does the kid have it? No, no, he doesn't. Why is he here? You know, we're, uh, you know, we're banking on banking on Mojo didn't work. Um, But, you know, the Yankees win a weird game. They've been winning a lot of weird games and they've been they have the best record in baseball in in two run or less games, which is some luck, some Mojo. And some of it is just they play just so goddamn many two run or less games, which makes you kind of like every time they blow a save, you're like again with this. But then you remember they're, they're in save situations every goddamn day and they never blow anybody out, but they're back in it and they're going to get Anthony Rizzo back and they're going to get Gary Sanchez back and they're going to get Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery back and maybe your oldest Chapman and probably Glaber Torres at the end of the month. And how weird is it that they're doing this with all of these people gone? Very weird. Uh, you know, whether they finish the job and the, and the comeback or not, they are in it now. The Blue Jays are right on their heels. They're hotter than the Yankees, and they're better than the Yankees, uh, quite frankly. They patched up their bullpen in June. A lot of people didn't notice because they were like the Yanks, and they were playing 500 ball, and they had a horrible bullpen, and so nobody paid attention. But they have a you know 120 positive run differential or something. Like I've that. been picking the Blue Jays since before the season started. So you know, for me. I'm like, on the one hand, am I mad at the Red Sox? Yes. On the other hand, was I not in on the Blue Jays all winter when people were like, oh, they'll be like, whatever. 
the Blue Jays are on paper and on the field lately, an amazing team. Insane. They had terrible injury luck. They had some just bad games, but this is a team. I mean, the like you, it's the same thing with the Red Sox on paper. This is a team that should be so much better than their record, what they've been, you know, um, and they're building up the ground while the Red Sox are, you know, losing ground. Yeah, they built it up so damn fast. And so, I mean, it, they're scary. Everybody is right to be scared of them. But you're looking at, at this moment, I mean, the Rays are, are pulling away a little bit without Tyler Glass now. I, I still think there's enough there probably to get to the finish line. They've got Ryan Yarbrough on the uh, yeah. IL again, but I don't think that's a long thing. That guy only beats the Yankees, too, so I don't know about Ryan Yarbrough. Um, you got the Rays up top. You got the Red Sox trailing. Yanks and Jays out of playoff positions. And then the Oakland A's who remain energized. They've been they've been what they've been all year. They fell back only slightly. They're technically chasing the Astros, too. They're not that far back. But it's those five teams for three playoff spots. At this moment, where do you think we wrap up when October begins? You know, I think, like you said, I think the Chris Sale return will help. Um, it's funny because... He, in 2018, almost exactly, I think it's going to be like a day difference. Um, maybe not even. He had a game. He had been out since like the, he had missed like two or three weeks. Remember he missed the four game sweep series, the Steve yeah. Pierce three homer series. Um, Nightmare fuel. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Wonderful. Love it. Need it. Um, and then he came back and Cora made this very kind of, you love it, but it's also very obnoxious comment where he was like, well, we didn't just, we didn't need to give him a rehab start because we just had him face the Orioles. And he struck out like 12 or 14 Orioles. And it was amazing. <laughs> so they're doing that again this weekend. I got tickets so fast because we had been planning to go on Friday. And then we, we'd been planning to go on Friday anyway. Then we were like, oh, maybe that's his game. Then they announced that it was Saturday instead. I was like, guess we're going two days in a row. Here we go. Because who doesn't want to see Fenway Park absolutely lose its collective mind with the return of Chris Sale? I think the biggest thing with Chris Sale is this is unacceptable behavior. Yes. This is like Chris Sale. Like there was a picture of him throwing in the bullpen at Fenway yesterday. And I zoomed in on it. And the man looks so freaking furious. And I quote tweeted the Red Sox post with a zoomed in version of their photo. And I was like, you know what they say? You want something done. You've got to do it yourself. Chris Sale, probably like this man is not happy because he has been working his way back from Tommy John, a Tommy John that he probably needed at the end of the 2019 season. And they waited until April, 2020 or late March, 2020 to do it. So this is a guy who like, you know, he wants to be out there more than anything. He's been losing his mind. He's so bored. He's like going crazy. Like the man took a bus to Scranton. He's oh, like, he's like, he's like losing it. He's like, a, he's like me on Yom Kippur when there's an hour left before we get to break our fast. Like this man is starving. He's going insane, especially because he was like all amped. Cause he's like, look, my team's in first place. They're predicted to win the division. They're like, they're outperforming expectations. I'm going to get back with my friends, Nate and Eddie. We're going to like throw amazing baseballs and it's going to be like a great time. And then they freaking fall apart. And he's like, what the hell? Like I have to come and save your asses now. Like really my favorite gift more than the Machado falling to his knee at the end of the World Series, which is also a Chris Sale gift. But more than that 
is another World Series gift where he's absolutely screaming at his teammates in the dugout. Mm-hmm. I and remember. I need that energy. Like I need oxygen to breathe, Adam, because I know he will not accept this performance. He won't do it. He's going to come in there. The rest of the rotation, like there was one of the pictures, it's Garrett Richards watching Chris Sale pitch. And he's like, mm, hello, darkness. He looks like Buck Showalter in the dugout of every 2018 Orioles game. He is so down bad. Chris Sale doesn't accept bad baseball. Like he won't do it. He will scream and yell and pitch until his arm falls off. And they know he's coming and they need to step it up because either he's going to make them step it up or he's going to murder all of them. He's going to take a scissor to their proverbial jerseys and just destroy them. And I'm so excited for it because that is the kind of energy that is the kick in the pants. Quite literally, he might start going around and kicking all of them. That is the kick in the pants that this team needs. They don't have David Ortiz with a bullpen phone anymore. They have Chris Sale with the vocal cords of an opera singer just absolutely losing his mind. He looks so mad. I mean, he looks mad in like every picture that you see of him pitching. Like he always looks mad, but this is a different kind of mad. This is like, really? I got to clean up your mess again. All 2019 when he was getting, before he got hurt, before his season ended in August, this man was going out there striking out 17 batters, not issuing a walk. They're losing all of his games. He's taking the blame. He's blaming himself. That guy went out there. He's like, sorry, I didn't pitch a complete game and get 20 strikeouts. You're like, really? Nobody had pitched more than, you know, 17. No one had reached 17 strikeouts since 2016. And that man was blaming himself for the loss, even though he pitched 17 strikeout game. That is the energy that this lifeless, sleepy little team needs because otherwise they're going to start, they're going to start doing like Yankees fans. They're going to start booing them at Fenway Park. Yeah. I'm not, I, I refuse. I, I made this rule in 2004. I will never break this rule. I refuse to rule out the Red Sox. I will not do it. I've enjoyed the last two weeks tremendously, but again, they're still in a playoff spot. They, they, they collapsed. It's a collapse. It's not a finished collapse. Oh no, it's, it's embarrassing. This yeah. is embarrassing because it's so fast and so swift. Insane. So no matter what, this is a stain. The last two or so weeks is a massive stain on the season no matter how you slice it, even if they turn it around, which they'll definitely partially turn it around. They're going to be better. But this is, I mean, this is like, this is some of the worst, this is one of the worst stretches in franchise history, just in terms of where they were and how far they've fallen from that. I'm not talking like any season where they were just generally a terrible season, like they're a terrible team. I'm talking like they're being compared to the chicken and beer guys now. Rightly so, too, I would say for and now. You never, now. you never, that was like, oh my God, you never want that comparison. That is like the kind of comparison that you need to bury for the rest of time. And that's the kind of comparison that they're drawing right now. Yeah, I I, I think this team is, you know, they, they got it. I, it's not out of their system yet, but they did do it sooner than the chicken and beer guys. I'm not ruling it out. I can't, but the, the Jays and Yankees are close enough that I'm now starting to evaluate and say the Blue Jays put enough of a hurt on the Red Sox that it's going to take. It's not going to be done by September 1st or by September 15th. There is I don't some people are predicting the scenario where they're just like, uh, knew it all along fourth place Red Sox like in a week or two, they'll be in fourth like that. I don't know. I think they're going to get 
I mean, they have the Orioles this weekend, like you said. Like, all it takes is an Orioles series at home for a bunch of people to be like, oh, my, right, okay, they could just win four straight because it's the Orioles. Like, and that, that'll that change the playoff picture a little bit. I am having trouble with the Jays right now, and I do think Oakland is good enough that I am going to predict Rays win the division, A's, Jays, wild card game. But I don't think it's going to be some scenario where the Red Sox are nine games out at the end of the year and fans are just completely shell-shocked. I think we're going to have a race down the stretch. I just think the Jays are going to win it by a game or two. I think... I mean, I think the biggest thing is your team doesn't have enough pitching. Right now, not even close. They've been doing miracles. This is what I don't understand about your trade deadline because obviously Gallo and Rizzo, that's a huge get. But as usual, and I think I even said this to you and Thomas, I was like, your team knows they need pitchers, right? Like, because the bolstering of the lineup, obviously they need that because they get, you know, they have injuries and stand and judge, strikeout machines, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't understand why after all this time, (laughs) the Yankees like continue to just like always go for just like, the plan of like, well, we just need to outslug everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you guys signed Garrett Cole last year, and that obviously was very expensive. And you have Severino coming back from Tommy John too, right? I mean, it yeah. was like him and him and Syndergaard and Sale all like around the same time, kind of. He's got one more rehab start. I think he's when he comes back. I'm expecting positive trends but like he's not chris sale he's not a savior he's not gonna go six like he and Luis heel i think are probably gonna piggyback each other who's a rookie who we love in um, fairness though i don't think sale i think in a lot of ways sale is the savior because of the energy that he brings and just like the kind of refusal to accept crap yeah he hates crap, <laughs> this is, this famously is crap. Hates crap. Um, i mean he famously destroyed those uh players weekend season yeah, no, a crazy um, person we're not exactly no, no, yeah like he's he's a, he's a i i call him the slender man um <laughs> but i also think that there are a lot of red sox fans who are pinning literally all of their hopes and dreams for the season on sale and i don't think that's fair because for one thing he just had tommy john and he's under a very very expensive contract and he's one of the most beloved players in recent franchise history, they are not going to just like throw him out there and be like, all right, dude, no limits. Let's go. Like he's already missed. a. Fu- I mean, thankfully it was only a 60 game season, but he's already missed like a year. Mm-hmm. And most of this year, they're not trying to be like, yeah, let's just like risk it all. Now that you're back. Like he would, if he could go out there and just pitch, but you know, that's not going to happen. His first start will probably be like, four innings yeah core is gonna be like you have a pitch limit you have an inning limit whichever one you hit first that's it and you're done and you know he's gonna be pissed but there's nothing he's gonna be able to do about it because they're not gonna try and like you know mess with that and the other thing is if he's not perfect right away if he's not vintage chris sale right away which a lot of times guys aren't when they come back from tommy john because they've been away from the big league game for such a long time if I, I, I said this last week, I was like, just preemptively with no context, if I see a single person saying anything about Chris Sale, if he's not perfect when he comes back, I will lose my absolute mind. 
because this is not on him. He's not the one who's been playing like ass for the last two weeks. And he hasn't pitched in a major league game since August, 2019. If you think he's going to come back and strike out 17 batters in you know, six innings or seven innings or whatever, you are living in a fantasy world. I hope he does. But if somebody is like on Chris sale, I will lose my mind because he was already getting so much crap in 2019 when he was pitching well, but getting no run support because he never gets any run support and he's taking no decisions. He's taking losses. Like, yeah, he gave up more home runs in 2019, but so did everyone else because the balls were juiced. He was also still hitting double digit strikeouts in like something like eight of his starts and, you know, two immaculate innings. I'm like, okay, cool. But they're losing like two to one or one to nothing because you give Eduardo Rodriguez nine runs of support in one inning in Chicago. And that's more than you gave Chris Sale in his last three starts put together. How is that fair? So, you know, I'm like ready. I'm ready to fight people who go after Chris Sale. That is like, that is my job. If you're interested in fighting Gab, you can find her, uh, where where is your Twitter handle? Just just drop it for the people so they can <laughs> they can uh, find you. Everyone can tell I'm extremely amped up. I've been sitting here chugging my coffee and thinking about fighting Chris Sale haters. Um, I'm at gfstarr one on Twitter, and I write for Fansided for. I'm the editor for that balls out of here, and I do some content for the Red Sox right now too. All right, everybody. Yeah, if you need your betting content, uh, mm-hmm. follow Gabrielle immediately. If you need your Chris Sale related news, you can guarantee she's going to go down the feed. Uh, drop in that gif just every time he he toes the rubber for the next several weeks. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, it's it's a low for you. It's a low point. But as we've uh. discussed, it's it, it ain't over and everybody knows that. So I will not rub it in your face. Other than, I mean, I already did. because I No, go ahead because I did podcast. it to you and Thomas for like a whole episode, you know, two months ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had us at our roughest. We had you at your roughest right now. It, it it ain't over, but it is hilarious. And I will be tuning in to see if the Red Sox can top their worst loss of the season, which I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not there feeling the vibes, but I do feel like Sunday was the worst. And then Tuesday was the worst. I think they were what? both the worst. Um, You know, at this point, they all blur together in one giant garbage bag of games. Um, So I don't even remember... Oh, was Sunday the, the George Springer? I'm talking Springer and then Springer, last go night ahead. the Rays. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, look, Garrett Whitlock, for the first time basically all season, gave up runs. Yeah. That's, like, bound to happen at some point. I mean, you can be literally the best pitcher in the world. And, you know, my dad always says anyone can get you. So they got Garrett Whitlock last night. Um this team just needs a kick in the pants and Chris sale is a kick in the pants in human form. Cause he'll probably literally go and kick them in the pants. So I'm like living for, I'm, I'm, I'm living for a Chris sale, lose his mind in the dugout moment. Um, and you know, he's already there. So, you know, it's coming cause he's already there. Like he's been throwing at Fenway and everyone's watching him and they're like, Oh crap, dad's home. And he's mad. Cause we didn't load the dishwasher. Like he's mad. He's mad. If you don't think he's mad, like he's happy to be back, but he's also like, he's that gif from community where Donald Glover comes back in with the pizzas and he's like, I'm home and the entire apartment's on fire. That's, that's Chris sale right now. He's that 
He's yeah, mad. you you want to Christy, I'll lose your mind moment, but the the reality is the mind is already gone, and cabin fever has set in, and we are about to see something very bizarre. Um, that is it for this Wednesday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five star review along with a mailbag question. We'll be more than happy to answer that. Gabrielle, feel free to send your Red Sox fans and your minions at us if they want to ask some sarcastic mailbag questions. We'll be here. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. Gabrielle, it's a total pleasure to have you. Thank you. We'll check back in after sale day over the weekend. See you on Friday, folks. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.